Hello everyone and welcome back to Cinema Gems and as always I'm your host the Admirable Admiral and spooky season shouldn't be contained just to one month. It should spill over to every week of the year. And of course this week we decide to review Masters of the Universe! I have the power! And that random uh, non-voice that's just randomly coming out of nowhere is of course the illustrious but my show but before i let him speak again uh we should we should say that uh we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown so yes video stores still exist yes they do you just gotta look for them and of course the honorable tesla and the fantastic Frieda are here they're cheering on their jackalope antlers and crunch 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 munch 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 and uh drinking some water so, you know the drinking water game, so do it if you hear it, but yeah. And also, the butt maestro is here. How's it going, buddy? Uh, I'm not going to do the thing over again. I don't know. It was a, it felt like a hyped moment, and we're doing fucking He-Man. So, hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of nerds talk about movies and shit. Because uh, we want to. Uh and you turn you uh, clicked on the link, so you want to hear it clearly. Uh, hi, welcome back. Um, I was a little bit excited when you told me what we were reviewing today, because um, there's a lot, but you know there's some really good ones in the Grayskull, Eternia lore and ethos. Like there's, it's a really big pot to draw from, and I'm really happy that you chose the Kevin Smith Netflix animated. Uh, Masters of the Universe Revelation. It's just, it's so good. It's super action-packed the whole time. It's so well animated. Um, I, I actually was talking about the Frank Langella and Dolph Lundgren 1987 movie. Oh! Oh, shit. Okay, let me just exit that Wikipedia tab real yeah, quick. Yeah, it's the 35th anniversary okay. of it, so... Cool. Alright, it, it was only the fifth uh, search result on ah. Google, but I did find it. Okay. So... Like, when you start to type in Masters of the Universe into Google, I think this is, like, the fourth or fifth one. So, do you want to let the listeners know how amazing this movie is? I'm not going to lie. There were fun parts. Was it, uh, was it Courtney Cox? I'm happy I was inebriated for was it. Was it Courtney Cox being in it? Yeah, kind of. Um, who, who was the, uh, who was the Frank Langella Skeletor? Oh, yeah. You was mean Nixon? Fucking great. You mean Nixon from fucking Frost and Nixon? Yes. Oh, ear flaps. No, he was great. Oh, everyone drank also, water. Also, he's also, he's also um, from Robot and look, Frank. Dolph Lundgren He's also from was... The Box. He's also from The Trail of Chicago 7. Like, literally, the list goes on about him. He's an amazing actor and you know the reason he chose Skeletor is it because his son w loves Skeletor so much he's like okay I'll be in the movie I'll be Skeletor for you that's actually really cute that's really fucking cute okay yeah. cool so like Frank Langella gets a perma pass on anything that happened in this movie yeah uh and then and then also um this, this movie starts out, because it is a live-action movie based on an animated series, and it starts out, credit where credit's due, in Eternia. Yep. 
Uh, and, like, I know what you might be thinking. You know, there's some dudes with swords and melee weapons, and there's some dudes with, like, Star Wars-style blaster rifles and laser las guns. Uh, those don't mix. In, in Eternia, they absolutely do. Like, the first 15 minutes of this movie are actually pretty accurate to how fucking bonkers the animated show is. Uh, also... Would oh yeah, no. Admiral? Also, apparently Mattel, who owns the rights to uh, He-Man, because technically it was a toy line, then it got a cartoon show, then it got a live-action movie, which we're reviewing now. Um, Mattel straight up said He-Man can't kill anybody, so that's why they made all his robotic, uh, all uh, Skeletor's uh, uh, henchmen robotic. Uh, so that's why he could he couldn't wow. quote unquote kill him because they're robots, so they can't feel pain, right? Okay. Correct correct me if I'm wrong. In the show, can't his sword do like a really cool laser beam that like stuns people instead of killing them? Like, I think so, but uh, my TV show viewing of the original uh animated is very limited. It is on Prime and I did watch about 3 or 4 episodes for breakfast. They it, they get some of the characters from the animated lore uh in here. Like you do have Skeletor and his right-hand man Evil Lynn. Yes, she is Evil Lynn in every iteration of the show, I believe. Mm-hmm. That that was not made up for the movie. <laughs> like, oh. there's some things about this He-Man universe, about Eternia, that, like, as presented in the movie, no, that's how it fucking is in the show. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, the... thank you. Thank you, Tesla. Um, I do have a little scroll that was given by the Honorable Tesla, and the Fantastic are fighting over it, uh, from... Dr. Almont Kringle, uh, we have a little Ooh. scroll note, because um, he, um, I guess he heard we were reviewing uh, the uh, 1987 Masters of the Universe movie, um, but he uh, he wanted, he has a few notes, so I'm going to go he, ahead he and read your, it. He got your carrier pigeon? Apparently. Um, I guess <laughs> the Honorable Tesla was a vampire last night for Halloween, so maybe he flew into oh, the night. Buddy. Um <laughs> Uh, so, he, uh, Dr. Almont Kringer goes, uh, number one. So, there's six points to this. So, number one, uh, I always loved Orko from the cartoon, my favorite character. On, yes. on the other tone, on the other hand, Kringer was just the worst. Hated him, even as Battle Cat. <laughs> uh, character uh, mentioned most in the movie was the big head psycho cat person. Um, uh, and also, yep. Skeletor is very disappointing. But they, but they tried really hard. I'm assuming the makeup, the makeup was kind of a letdown. I really wanted more of like cartoon. But look, hey, it's visual effects in the in the late '80s. It's not Star Wars. It's not you know ILM. So I'm giving it a little pass. Also, the little troll thing was probably the worst part of the film. Maybe to uh, number two, aka yeah, aka the big head psycho cat person. Which, by the way. Do you know who Wildor's played by? Billy Barty. The yeah, the cameraman. Because I'm looking at it on the the cameraman from UHF, the little person from UHF. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um. And also, um, this is Dr. Almont Kringle's, uh, words, not mine. Megan Foster and Courtney Cox, a drooling emoji, drooling emoji, drooling emoji, drooling emoji, <laughs> tongue out emoji five times, kissy face emoji five times. Um, and number six, I think they could have probably had a better He-Man at the time than Dolph. He was okay. 
Um, and also, I guess he kind of has this question for us uh, to answer on air. Food for thought. What would a live-action Thundercats movie uh, made oh. in this era look like? Who would it feature? Oh. Oh, that'd be great. Okay. I would have Lionel as Idris. Idris Elba as Lionel. Um, ooh, who would be Chitara? Oh, shit. No, I'm sorry. Idris Elba, Idris Elba is, uh, is Panthro. Oh, okay. Oh, straight, uh, damn. Okay, cool. Oh, the, the wait, would you make... No, if we're, if we're putting Idris in this, which I'm totally fine with, even though I think anyone who was in the most recent live-action Cats should be disqualified from a Thundercats movie. So... Does that mean that Adam Driver is Lionel? Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm okay with that. So Idris Elba is... Okay, wait, then who's Chitara? Oh. Is that Taylor Swift? Are we just going to add in the Swift? Or is that ScarJo? What do you think? Okay. Uh, I think we might have lost some connection, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and talk a little bit uh, more. Uh, but I think that would be really great to have those characters as a thing. Uh, by the way, listeners, uh, we do uh, use Discord to uh, record the podcast separately, and then I edit them together, as most of you do know. So there does have some connections that happen like this every once in a while. Um, but, uh, no, this is, that is an amazing question, and I'm super excited to hear what Dr. Almont Kringle says. And also, um, Dr. Almont Kringle yesterday was apparently dressed as a kraken um, in the New Orleans area, and I absolutely saw a video of it and loved every second of it of it um also uh before we go uh any further uh it is stated uh that Dolph Lundgren did most of his own stunts uh that Dolph Lundgren did most of his own stunts um so uh and also he didn't know that much English um, when he started doing this movie, because this is his first role that he ever done, did not done. That's not correct English. Um, but this is the first um, real movie he ever uh, did. So you know he's like, oh, blah. Uh, uh, but no, uh, and he had a chance to redub his voice. Uh, the, in his in his contract to play He-Man, he had three chances to redub his voice, and he redubs his voice. Are yeah. Oh yeah, we're back. Yeah, I'm still recording. I'm still recording. I'm just listing facts at this point. Um, You're yeah. all good. Uh, the time space continuum dropped out on my end for a little while. So, hi guys, I'm back. Uh, I I said I said that, but also went into other facts about other things. Uh, but I was also lis- uh, letting the listeners know that Dolph Lundgren uh, did have three chances to read up his voice because Gary Goddard, the director, didn't like his, um, I guess I would say, European uh, accent. 
um, and didn't think it was well enough. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted to redub the voice, but the budget was so tight on this that they couldn't afford anybody else. So they actually got him to redub his voice three separate times and went with a third time. Um, and they just let him use his normal accent. Wow. Yeah. That's fucking funny. Um. Okay, wait. I kind of want to go back to casting Thundercats because I really liked uh, Doctor Alma okay. Kringle's question. So, so, so we got. Is it Pan- Panthara? Is that that's Idris? Panthro. I, th- Panthro, I think Panthro. Idris. I want Panthro. Adam Driver is Lionel. Um. Adam Driver? Why Adam Driver? I was gonna say Chris Hemsworth. Why Chris Hemsworth? Why? Because he's the same person I would put as He Man. Okay, may I don't. If we're if we're making a modern He Man, with we're not modern making a modern He Man, and that's the we're thing. We're making a modern Thundercats. That's the thing about Dolph Lundgren is in this era of Hollywood in the like late seventies, eighties, whatever. It's uh, the late eighties. You had the late eighties. Okay, you had to essentially choose between: Do you want your leading man to look like a god? Or act well. Can't have both. We're spoiled for choice now. We have plenty of actors that are both. Henry Cavill, any of the Chris's that have been involved with the MCU. Like, you we know have what? a plethora of men who look like He-Man. As I'm flexing for a camera that it doesn't exist. Um, and are like Shakespearean caliber actors well how about chris pine if we did a as, modern as, he-man as chris pine as uh Leo, uh as lino okay yeah chris no. pine as lino okay. that works uh and who are you, i'm okay who are you gonna go with uh uh chitara is it gonna be scar scarjo for for snarf gilbert godfrey ah! well he's dead so sorry about that oh uh damn it so i guess we'd have to go with josh gad uh, okay, you're right. It's it's better than um, uh, who's the other obnoxious? Who's who's the obnoxious British one? Oh, uh, John Oliver. I forgot his name. He's also in Cats. John Oliver. Rowan. You could go Rowan Atkinson. Late, late show. You could go Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Rowan At- or <laughs> John Oliver. <laughs> Or you know who you could do as you as Chitara, Zazzy Beats, she would be really good. Ooh, or Zendaya. Oh, either of those would be really good. Yeah, um, uh, we didn't do the whole cast of the Thundercats, but you know that's that's our pick for. Give us your fan exactly. casting of a live action modern day Thundercats movie, uh, and you can tweet that at least for now while Twitter exists ah! at. Uh, I don't know how much for much longer. We're we're gonna stick around and keep you know doing the podcast for as long as we can, and as long as Twitter is a place that exists for us to post episodes to, we'll keep doing it. And you can at least find the link to Low Rain Pictures yeah. on the Twitter page, yeah. and keep sending us feedback of how wrong you think we are, yeah. and all the things we're missing, and all the things we attempt to review. Yeah. Um, also, Dolph Lundgren admitted um, in an interview that he felt stupid in the movie playing a toy. Because that's basically what he was playing. Just a toy. Um, he's not 
entirely wrong because most of the He-Man series does exist to make toys. Yeah. Yeah. And credits to you, it made a lot of really awesome toys. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, Gwildor was created because they couldn't do Orko because the f- special effects didn't exist at the time, which I understand, but just... I understand. Just have him in the background behind, like, a black drop and just have the strings, Gw- like... Gw- Gwildor is, I guess, for the sake of this movie, an acceptable attempt at something like... Uh, what was the witch character's name again? Oh, uh, what's-her-face? The uh, flo- floating witch gremlin. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. I I agree with you, but like like I said, I wanted Orko. That's just what I wanted. Mainly because I... Uh, but who would you cast as Orko then? Would it be Danny DeVito? Would you just have Danny DeVito? That'd be really you fun. you just have Danny DeVito in the outfit? That... Oh, oh, um... The, the voice of Dot for Man of Maniacs. But... Oh, so you do trust me? Trust O'Neill. But... Okay. Yeah. Like then or now? I think she'd be really fun as Orko. Then or now? Um, let, let's okay. keep talking about the Masters right. of the Universe. So they're in Eternia. And then we can think about this so as So they're in Eternia. And they're, you know, doing... They're doing whatever. They're, they're being all cool. And then Skeletor's like, alright... I want to rule. I want to rule all of Eternia because I'm going to be masters of the universe, and so he basically takes the sorceress, locks her in a, in a place that can't be unlocked, and he man breaks in in, in an invisible yeah. force field cage that can't be unlocked and a very conveniently budget friendly yeah. invisible yeah. cage. Uh, he man breaks in with Gwildor, uses try to uses the key, uh, can't use it, and ends up in New Jersey. Yep. Yep, in 1980s yep. New Jersey. Uh, we see Courtney Cox, and uh, Gwildor steals basically chicken from because he's hungry. And I love the line in this with Man-at-Arms and Twyla. Or, or is it Tila? Is it, uh, Tila. Basically, they're just like, wait, they still eat animals? What a savage world. And I'm just like, Wow. That speaks on so many levels. That that actually aged well. She's not wrong. That aged really well. She's not wrong at all. That aged really well. Really well. I mean, I love me some fried chicken, but I will fully acknowledge how barbaric we look yeah. eating it. Um. <laughs> uh, oh, and since I watched the uh, the animated series uh, when I was having breakfast. Did you know that uh, Tila is actually the adopted daughter of Man at Arms in the cartoon? Yes. I was just like, wait, what? Yes. Okay. A giant eagle? So wait. And the sorceress um, is her real mother. I believe she's also... Yeah. I believe she's also essentially one of the main characters in... Uh, I'm not lying. This is a real thing. Kevin Smith did a Masters of the Universe Revelation animated series on Netflix that's absolutely fantastic, and it's a great follow-up to the original series. Uh, and it's mostly about Tila. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, spoiler alert, for the very first episode, He-Man fucking yeah. dies. and a lot of people were pissed at that. What's that? A lot of people were pissed at that. I thought it was great. 
Yeah, I, I thought it's a great way to add stakes to your fucking show. The original hero that you thought this was going to be about, fucking dot per, dead, permadead. Yep. 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 It's um. But so they're in New Jersey and they got to try and find the key and they find Courtney Cox and her might be ex boyfriend. Courtney Cox's parents died recently in a in a plane accident. Yeah. Um, so she's upset and she wants to leave because there's nothing here for her. Um, and then she finds He-Man. Well, we also have, the, uh, yeah, you, you mentioned her boyfriend, question mark, played by Tom Paris from Star Trek Voyager. Yep. Uh, who's Star a musician. Uh, he's a keyboard player. Uh, and as we find out throughout the film, he also has very good, like, internal pitch. That comes into play later in a way that I didn't think it was going to. Which, by the way, yes. um, is that accurate? Could you I, could you I have memorized had throughout the that? whole movie, not realizing that it would be an important thing later? I felt so validated at the end of the movie, where it was like, "I gotta get the tones," and I'm like, "I know what that is." Like, where's my where's my piano? Let me go. All right, I know the notes. Yeah, no, it's a real thing. Per- perfect pitch, relative to pitch. Okay. They're they're all real. Things. Uh. And then also yeah. Strickland's in this movie. Which, if most people don't know where Strickland's yeah, from, I, Back I to the Future. Him as the principal He's the, the principal. Um, and uh, He-Man tries to fight. Every, he sends people to New Jersey, which, by the way, do you know why they had to do, take place in the real world and Because they probably didn't have the budget to have the whole movie in Eternia. In yep. other than one location. Because they made this. Wow. Canon made this movie over a Spider-Man movie. Since this movie bombed, they couldn't do the Spider-Man movie. Pick. And yes, Canon. Yes, the same the same uh, movie company that got destroyed by um, uh, uh, Cutthroat Island. Yes, this the same it's like what is it like i think four or five years later seven was it seven years later that they're just like done done um so uh and also uh, the budget was was cut back so much that they actually didn't film the skeletor and he-man scene at the very end of the fight that's why it's so so, like lackluster and in dark areas is because gary goddard yeah, because Gary Goddard got it, raised enough money to do that scene with those two actors, and then he's like, "All right, we're done, we're done, we're I done." Mean, I thought I did. Did you stay till the end? I, yeah, yeah. Did you stay till the end of the movie? <laughs> with Skeletor going, "I'll be back." Wow. Because they thought they were gonna have a sequel, man. Yeah. So basically, uh, they head back to Eternia. And basically, it looks like a movie set was just plopped on the Eternia set because you get half the pink Cadillac. Which, by the way, do you like? I will say, even the fir- the first time we were in Castle Grayskull, the first time we're in, assuming like Skeletor's lair, the place that Skeletor is taking over and using to take over the world, uh, you notice, you know, they're walking around these very deep-looking pits, and the first time we saw those, I thought. 
Someone's gonna fall in that. I don't know who, but someone's gonna fall in that. <laughs> Fast forward to the end of the movie. I felt so fucking validated. Skeletor. <laughs> you called it. He just gets yeeted into the pit, like with one half-assed sword slash. Just knocks him right yeah. in. Um. Uh, and also, Franklin Jello gives it his all, and you can see it. Like you can literally see that he does everything possible. Uh, to make, yeah. What Franklin Jello? Like he gives it his all. Yeah, no, he 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 very often made me forget about the meh makeup and costume on Skeletor, uh, because he hammed it the fuck up. Did you also hear that he quoted Shakespeare? He just Yeah, a little bit. I forgot the exact line, but uh I got it. I'll look it up, don't worry about where, it. Where where was it? You go ahead and yeah, yeah, go ahead you and got talk it? about it. I got it. Don't worry about it. I don't know. This this movie is weird and fun and in the end, like fucking Tom Paris saves the day, like gets them back to Eternia via perfect pitch and grabbing a keyboard from a synthesizer place. Uh which oh yeah, a major plot point in the movie is the Gwildor's little like portal key. Uh, makes weird synthesizer sounds that are both diegetic and non-diegetic, and it's actually really fucking cool. Um, I'm trying to find my place in this thing. Yeah, they get back to oh, the and also, they have a fight. Also, most of this movie was filmed in uh, uh, California, Whitler, California, but mainly for it was in it was set in New Jersey. So I wasn't wrong when I was like, they go to 1980s California. You weren't wrong, but... Because technically... Technically, yes, but you weren't wrong because, you know, they... Yeah. Um, oh, do you want to talk about uh, the music, by the way? By Bill Conti. Yeah. Yeah, same guy who wrote the uh, Rocky score, and you can really tell. It's a fun score, and I like the way they tie... I, I, I'm a sucker for any time a director and writer and composer collaborate in a way that makes the non-diegetic music blend into the diegesis of the film and let the characters interact with sounds that correlate to the musical score. That's always really fun for me. So seeing Tom Paris play the time portal synthesizer thing and do the whole perfect pitch thing and get them back home. I don't know. That was really cool for me. Like, that that bumped this movie up a few points for me. Oh. Um, is it, uh, would you say this is your favorite score by Bill Conti, or would it oh, be not something else? Not at all. <laughs> this is the most generic thing Bill Conti has ever written. Uh, it, like, no, I'm not going to call this the best Bill Conti writing, because he did Rocky and The Karate Kid, and, yeah, no. He, he's done other shit for which he won Oscars. Uh, this was not it. It's a fun uh, and score, I'll... and I like the way he bends non-diegetic with diegetic. But... Uh, 
And also in the original script, Shiro was supposed to show up, but they cut it for budgetary reasons. Boo. Yeah. Who would you cast as Shiro back in the 80s? <sighs> Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> uh, see, I would have went with Annie Potts. Oh, that Ghostbusters, what do you want? That makes more sense. Also, I, I feel like I would be doing the uh, He-Man fans a disservice if i didn't mention there's a whole nother half to the character of he-man that is literally never mentioned in this movie and honestly they could have saved a huge amount of budget by having adam prince adam of eternia who occasionally does the whole i have the power and becomes the big swole hetero uh erotic um dude he-man um they adam is never mentioned in this movie Nope. Nor are his parents. They they could have saved so much money just having He-Man be a normal dude for 70% of the movie until they need him to hulk out. Like, that's how they used him in the cartoon. And it's very effective. And they never... There's also no... There's no, no cringer. No cringer. No Orko. And his parents. His mom and dad, who are king and queen of Eternia, aren't there. Aren't mentioned at all. Like, if we were making a modern-day live-action remake of Masters of the Universe, I would have Tom Holland as Prince Adam and Chris Hemsworth why, as Why he. would you go with Tom Holland? Just because he's Tom Holland? Just because he's a little tiny skinny boy? Is that it? Because we already know they have amazing what about, chemistry. What about uh, Timothy Chalamet? What about him? He would not touch this. <laughs> There's no fucking way he would touch He-Man. He, he is booked doing dune movies for the rest of his life <laughs> um and i'm not going to persuade him otherwise let uh, him be paul atreides it's fine uh, also uh skeletor's line about uh shakespeare was uh i'm not in a giving mood this day is from richard the third i would not have caught that reference because i don't remember reading or or watching richard the <laughs> third okay um, that's one of the obscure ones, but no. So, so basically we're saying is watch this movie if you want to, but also be very inebriated. Um, because it's one of the movies where you're just like, what the fuck? What's going it's on? It's one of those very vaguely nerdy movies. Yeah. Uh, and it's source material is way goofier. Yeah. And way nerdier. Like, there is... I'm literally... I, I have the uh, Grayskull Wikipedia open. <laughs> and it's a lot. Yeah. It is... Like, tr comparing this movie, The Masters of the Universe, to the greater Grayskull Eternia animated universe is apples and oranges. It's not even fucking close. Oh, There's see. so much this movie could have pulled from. That being said, the things that it pulled from weren't bad, and the way they executed them in the '80s wasn't bad. I don't know. Are are we? Are you ready to give a verdict yet, Admiral? Because I think I am. So so, before we go any further, see when you said apples and oranges, I was gonna go uh, steak and kidney pie, two completely different <laughs> things. But sure, you go ahead with apples okay. and oranges. I would have went. Sure. I would have went steak <laughs> and then kidney pie, like completely two different things. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, so we have a rating system here. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We have a rating system here on Cinema Gems, an amazing movie. 
full gym. Uh, all right movie, half gym, a horrible movie, no gym. But Maestro, what do you give Masters of the Universe? I have the power! By the way, did you get, before? side note, before you give your rating, did you get a little excited when he actually said it and used the fucking sword? Because I did. I got a little excited. I would have been a lot more excited if he had put any more tone or inflection on it. But because he says it so one note and so bland, so I have the power instead of I have the power. Like it's got to be a build up. I'm sorry, headphone users. It's got to be like a build up and it's, also, there's a whole first half of that phrase he neglects every time. It's by the power of Grayskull. I have no problem. Anyway, look, it's a half gem movie. I it's it it would have it would have been worse, but Tom Paris having perfect pitch and saving the day with perfect pitch bumped it up to a half gem for oh, and Frank Lagella hamming it the fuck up. Yeah, that all bumped it up to a half gem for me. Yeah. Um, I will also give it a half gem, but you have to be very inebriated in order to watch it or do anything with it. Like, for any... As, as Jeremy Johns would say, it is a good time if you're drunk. Yes. Uh, but, look guys, we're, well, we're here because we want to go ahead, and this one's going to be kind of short, because last week was a little bit longer, and next week is a possible Star Wars thing we're going to do. Do you want to? And y'all know how we go off about Star you, you Wars. You want to tell them what we're reviewing next week? I mean, y'all can figure it out. It's one of it's the newest Star Wars thing on Disney Plus. Yep. Uh, it's, and it's it's tales the and Jedi. no, it's not Andor. It's fucking great. Yet, it's not Andor yet. No, it's not Andor yet because I don't. I think Andor still Andor's going. still going until the middle of December. It's like thirteen episodes. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Um, but look guys, uh, we just want to be the podcast that you want to listen to. So email us at cinemagems15 at gmail. Check us on the Twitter as long as we're able to be on Twitter in general, cinemagems underscore pod. As long as Twitter still exists. Yes. A, a certain CEO just did a big old hostile takeover of it and shit's not looking great. I, I can't tell whether it's Twitter trolls or actual 45. Yeah. But, uh, uh, but look, uh, we just want you to know that it's tough being out there. It's tough being a human in 2022, but look guys, just take some, take some time for yourself and think about yourself, but also given positive outlook and help people when they need it and treat others with the respect that you want to be treated. And also just think about what other people are going through before you react in such a vicious if, and if, vile way. Oh, no, that was a really good point. Do you have anything else to say? I agree completely. If you find yourself in a rabbit hole on the internet and you start to feel like people's words are getting under your skin, that's a perfect time to just put away the keyboard, put away the phone for a little bit, and just detach from the internet. Because if it is getting your heart rate up and preventing you from sleeping and preventing you from taking care of yourself then it's getting in the way and it's no longer helpful to you as a human being. And it's no longer being a tool that allows you as a human being to be more helpful. Uh, I, I think there comes a point for all of us where it is healthier to take some steps back from social media and being so wired into what everyone is saying all the time. 
take some steps back from it, detach. Don't worry about it. Yes. Also words that are spoken very well. Guys, just remember that we want the podcast that you want to listen. We we want to be the podcast that you want to listen to. So email us and let us know what your thoughts are, what your reviews are, what your movies are that you watch every, I don't know, Halloween, every Thanksgiving, every holiday season. Like, let us know what movies you watch. Um, and also, guys, just remember that to thank you, Marty and the Eric Zerber, for letting us use your website, lowrainpictures.com. That is lowrainpictures.com. Marty and the Arrogant Observer, thank you very much. And also, Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. Um, and also, guys, we just have to say is the Twitter is cinemagems underscore pod. The Instagram is cinemagemspod. Um, I will be posting Please some do. pictures of the Honorable Tesla in a pirate hat that I sent to uh, the butt maestro. Um, and uh, he's so cute and adorable in it. Um, and immediately when I took it off, ear flaps, people, ear flaps. Uh, did, did I get to show you what GLaDOS and I were for, uh, for, for Halloween last night? Weren't you, uh, uh, I remember we had a phone call and I helped, uh, did a coin flip. Yes. To help you. Uh, so we, we made Blockbuster uniforms. You did. Okay. You didn't buy them. Good. No, we, we made, we found the fonts online. We went into Microsoft Paint, made our own name tags uh mine had my favorite movie lord of the rings return of the king which i actually did have to call the admiral and be like hey flip a coin for me because i'm torn between these so we did flip uh, the brian cranston coin if you want to know more about the yes, brian cranston did. coin please email us at cinema gems one five at gmail and tell you the story behind the brian cranston coin but go on sorry <laughs> uh so yeah we were both blockbuster employees we had the other side of the name tag said be kind rewind and uh, when people came by to trick or treat, it was our way of testing: can we give you a beer? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, because like it's only it's only the millennials and older that get it. Yeah. Um, so uh, at our Swapper Jacks, uh, we could have the entire weekend from Friday to Monday to dress up. Uh, me and Patron uh, were off on Friday, so Saturday uh, we were Dipper and Mabel. Uh, at work, and a few people got it. Cute. Uh, Sunday, we were Dr. Uh, Alan Grant and Dr. Ellie Sattler. Uh, and then Cute. yesterday, Patron wasn't feeling really well, so she went home. Uh, she, 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 she didn't feel well, so she didn't go in. Uh, to quote her exactly, she felt like uh, a knife was stabbing her in the back of the throat. Um, so... She decided to stay home, and I completely understand and agree with her. Uh, so I was Dr. McCoy at work by myself, um, and people kept calling me Spock, and I was like, I don't have the ears, and don't mention that green-blooded hobgoblin around me. Once I said that, they're like, oh, Dr. McCoy, is that you? Yes. Yeah, you're both. <laughs> yes, exactly, that's me. Um, that was fun, and then when we got home, I dressed the Honorable Tesla as a vampire, uh, and he had his pirate hat on, so he's a pirate vampire. Um, and I had my um, Triceratops onesie on when I walked the dogs at night. Um, so yeah, that was fun. That was our Halloween, so we just stayed home and watched Young Frankenstein and Twilight Zone. Well, hey, let us know what y'all did. Uh, yes, y'all, the, the <laughs> listeners listening right now, did for Halloween what your favorite go-to costumes are, whether it's low budget or it's just all out nuts. Uh, let us know at cinema gems, 15 
at gmail.com. Yeah. And also, guys, I hope you all had a happy Halloween and you all recovering uh, very well. But also remember that when this episode comes out, it is um, either the end of Daylight Savings or the beginning. I don't know exactly what's what, but I know we gain an hour of sleep this weekend instead of lose it in the spring, which I still don't know why we do that. It's dumb and outdated. It is. We're not farmers. We're not farmers. I'm sorry. That's besides the point. Thank you, as always, to all of our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family. We love y'all. Also, guys, just remember that we just care about you, and we know that y'all care about us, and we're here for y'all and your voice and everything. But also, guys, we have to say is that uh, wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter. Always. Bye, guys. See ya. Or as they say in Eternia, good journey. Good journey.